Hey everyone, welcome to the industry show. I'm your host, Nitin Bajaj, and joining me today is my very good friend, Michelle Mehta. Michelle, welcome back on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be on your show two years after this crazy pandemic that we've been in. And I think our show secretly caused the pandemic, but we won't tell anybody. I am in 100% agreement with you. So let's break the world again. Let's... Totally, let's do it. I mean, we could totally say that because we're literally born 10 years apart. So yes, there's a are. whole decade of <laughs> surprise between us. All right, let's open the Pandora's box and talk about who is Michelle. Well, Michelle Mehta is a TEDx speaker and a national best-selling author four times, soon to be five, and a confidence expert for women and teenagers. I feel the inferiority complex <laughs> is coming around, and um, I know you're going to make me feel better, but right now, I am inclined to ask you, what do you do for a living? I am a life coach for women and teenagers. I help women build their image by sharing their stories, their experiences. And I help teenagers increase motivation, reduce peer pressure and bullying that happens internally and externally. So and you do all of this. Basically holding you through the experiences. And you're doing all of this while pushing out, how many bestsellers do you have? You said coming up on five. And you've so five written. international best-selling books that I've out there, and three of them, unfortunately, we didn't do the best-selling campaign, but a total of seven books have been completed, and an eighth one is going to be coming out in January. And I remember in when we did our show last time, I was working on my first book that was going to be coming out in February. So from February of 2020 till November of 2022, only like seven books, working on the eighth one. So remind our audience, how many hours are there in your day? Technically 24. <laughs> Sometimes it goes over 24 because I combine two days and my dates get mixed up, like normal people. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I don't because I don't know another person who's put out seven books in two years and coming up on a fifth best national international bestseller. Wow. Okay. Well, tell me about the, you know, you've touched many lives. You've helped many children, many teenagers, many adults. Give us a sense of the size and scale, and more importantly, you know, more than the quantity, the impact you've created around these lives. Yeah. Um, one of the things is that in 2019, I had asked 100 kids in my old middle school that I was invited to as a career on the career day and talking about my dream job. And I asked these 100 kids, how many of you have evil voices inside of your heads? Mm -hmm. Nathan, these kids were 11 to 14 years old. Okay, sixth, seventh, and eighth graders. Mm -hmm. Every single hand went up. Wow. And in that moment, my heart sank. My heart beat it faster than ever because I realized that the people in their lives are in their late 40s, late 30s, 50s, and 60s, and they've forgotten what's like to be a teenager. And I am in my 30s, early 30s, and I said, you know what, if I can support them, mm -hmm. if I can help them, even stop them from saying I'm an idiot, I'm overweight, nobody loves me, I'm not good enough, to saying that they are enough, I have done my job. So, and so working with women, started working with teenagers and just seeing the impact of their eyes light up. Passing rate in high school right now is 60%. When I was growing up, it was 70%. Mm -hmm. 
So D's is passing. Since when did D's become the passing grade? Well, that's what happened when we entered a pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I've started stepping into helping them own who they are and helping women share their voices because they are also going through the battle of, am I a mom or am I a person? Mm-hmm. And they're looking at their schedule saying, I'm going to do some me time. And that me time happens at 11 p.m. when they're beyond exhausted and they put it off till the next day. So they're operating on an empty cup and they're operating from a cup that is not filled with water at all. It's filled with air and they cannot do anything about it. So true. And mothers are such an important aspect of a family. They're the foundation. They're the roots. And if we don't nourish the roots, we know what happens. So absolutely. What you're doing is extremely important to the community and it's extremely important to families and keeping them together. So, you know, you answered the why do this question in such a beautiful way. I want to ask you, none of this is easy. Talking about these deep-rooted fears, these emotions, a lot of them tend to be negative, helping people realize that they need personal time and and to be in a place where they can continue to give, but at the same time, nourish themselves. Why? You know, it's, it's such a difficult thing. So I'm curious to ask you, what's the one big challenge you face? I, one of the big things I've noticed with the people that I work with is not knowing what they want. Mm-hmm. They don't think they deserve it. They don't believe that they have the ability to achieve it. And the positive self-talk is like they're on a sinking Titanic ship. Mm -hmm. The thoughts in their mind is on the sinking end rather than the floating end. And so that drives them nuts. And that's why we have problems like mental health. And that's why we have issues around anxiety and depression. And navigating that comes back to deciding who are you and what Mm -hmm. is it that you want? What is it that you want mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually? And a lot of kids don't know that. A lot of parents don't even know what that, and they're following around what other people are telling them. And if you look around you, look up, there is no strings around you. No string is like moving you. You are an individual, but we forget that because we're so caught up in seeking validation Mm -hmm. from other people and not even seeking validations for ourselves. And that's true for men, women, and in between. Mm -hmm. You know, we have the whole LGBTQ community, specifically in transgender, trying to navigate who are they? Mm -hmm. And working with the labels that are put on by themselves and by people around them. So true. So for people to realize their own worth, their own place and own position in not just the community, but inside of families, inside of the relationships we build as friends, as families is extremely important. And I think in many ways, you're going at the crux of this and making them have these conversations, making them think about who we really are, as you said, and the fact that we should stand up for ourselves. Right? That's, yes. that's an extremely difficult thing to take on and kudos to you for you. doing this and you know, doing it not just for the adults, but more importantly for the kids, because the sooner they start, the sooner they become stronger and become individuals that they should be yeah absolutely and you know the pressure kills them pressure from their family the friends the sports that they're in everything is killing them on the inside and then you have things like suicide ideation 
Suicide ideation is the idea of not being alive. Mm-hmm. It's the not attempting, like you're not attempting, like you're using a knife to cut yourself, but you're just thinking of what if I just vanished right now? And yeah. that is a big thing that's happening, not only in our community with the kids, but it's happening across all nationalities, all cultures, mm-hmm. because they cannot handle who are they on the inside. The pressure is just so intense for them to even handle that they don't even have words to express what's actually internally going on and the fear of what will people say? And then they make a selfish move of not of leaving this planet. And then we have an increased rate of attempt of suicide among young kids. I think we as a society have in many ways got a D or an F for us to be in this place. And you're doing this extremely important job of going back and saying, no, this is not okay. Right. And to be that force. And I'm glad that's you because you are a force of nature to be able to go back and push and say, no, we cannot accept this. So I'm really glad you're doing this. And I cannot say that enough, that it's an extremely hard and difficult job, but equally important one. Yeah, one of the core strengths that I wear, my super moving cap is basically (laughs) says vulnerability across it because vulnerability brings us closer. And as an Indian woman, as an Indian American woman, vulnerability is frowned upon. Mm-hmm. vulnerability is shied away from and mm-hmm. i'm the type of person that says let me play with it because when you're vulnerable you get to realize the root cause of the issues that are working in your favor and that are working against you and so when you share the deep rooted problems of hey i'm just grieving the loss of somebody in my family you know or i'm really having a hard time with mathematics and you sit down with them and instead of judging them, oh my God, you're so dumb for doing this or you're feeling this way, ask them why, ask them how, ask them what, get curious behind the emotion that they're feeling. True. Right. And, and asking the how questions, most powerful question you can ask. And also, you know, I realize this as you yourself put, put yourself and your feelings and your emotions and your vulnerabilities out there, you become a role model for them. And you make them see that it's okay to be so, right? There is nothing wrong with it, nothing wrong with them expressing their failures, their fears, their insecurities, because at the end of the day, that's all of us. Yes, it's a humanness, right? We are human beings, which means we are emotional energy beings and emotions, energy in motion. So we're all walking around with intense amount of emotions around us. Right. And if we all of a sudden just go into the do mode, we're using our mind, not our heart. And our feelings come from our heart. So stepping into that, owning that. I mean, I was labeled as a crybaby since I was born. Right. And using that as my strength now has allowed me to be vulnerable, to be courageous, to handle conflict in a much different way. Because instead of me throwing things at the wall, I just sit there in a corner and just cry it out. It's a lot more healthier. Yes, you lose more like water in, in your side of your body, but it's a lot more healthier than just sitting in a corner and feeling all the emotions and owning that. You do such a difficult job, but you make it sound <laughs> so easy, right? Uh, it is. Have- That's why you should work with me, Nathan. I would make your life so easy. Trust me. I know you will. <laughs> I do trust you and I know you will. Tell me about the most exciting opportunity you have right now that excites you, motivates you, and makes you want to do more of this difficult job? So one of the things that I'm most excited about right now is that I have 
invited 12 beautiful women across the states, share their stories about what made them say yes to their dream career, their passion, and what makes them say yes to themselves. And the book is called The Confidence of Yes. The Confidence of Yes is the name of the book, which is going to be set to release first quarter of next year. And I have my very own young sister who's mm-hmm. going to be an author as well. And so just yesterday, I was telling my dad, I'm like, so you know, you're going to have like two international bestselling authors in this household. He goes, that just makes me love you a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> that is so, so awesome. Get your messages out there. More so than ever, sharing your story is most important because there's so much in life that we have to give. And many of us don't even have time to share our stories because we take it to our grave. As sad as that sounds, now is the time to write. And there are ways to become authors within 72 hours to 90 days, or you could take your entire lifetime to publish a book. The choice is yours and the opportunity is waiting for you on the other side. You are an amazing saleswoman. <laughs> and you know that. Let's, let's talk about the life you have lived you know, the career you've had. Tell me about a moment that, and an expectation that was not met, where something you expected to work out in a certain way did not. And it was, in your definition, a failure. And you learned a lesson out of that experience. Oh my gosh, that is a difficult question to put in a minute, but I'm going to try my best. Okay. In your 20s, you experience corporate America, mm-hmm. probably the first time you experience corporate America. And sometimes the companies that you choose are not in alignment with your values. And so what happens is you either experience a layoff, which I did, I experienced two under the age of 25 and a third one under the age of 30. And instead of being proud about, wow, I'm working corporate America, Fortune 500 company, I was like, what's wrong with me? And why am I at fault for choosing companies like this? Well, hold on. These companies chose me, so I'm not at fault. They're at fault for not aligning themselves with their values. Mm -hmm. And through that, I found an opportunity that's aligned with my strengths, which is really helping people for the right reasons, the authentic reasons that sometimes corporate America doesn't do because they make you a product pusher versus a people relationship builder. And I knew that I love people for the right reasons. And I love humans for who they are and what they can create together and the curiosity behind their culture and their stories that I knew that I was meant for something more. And on October 30th, 2018, I got laid off under the age of 30. And on November 1st, I hired a business coach. And in November 20, or in 2019, I went through 19 different coaches, invested over $100,000 up till date. And that has given me opportunities to have seven books under my name, being a TEDx speaker, been featured on Yahoo Finance, ABC, Fox, even had a TV segment. So I basically became the expert in my field because I reinvented in myself, reinvested in myself and knew that I am better than my stories and I'm better than my experience and I'm better than the society that I live in because I am the ray of hope for the community that I reside in. And I has to start with me. That's the best return on investment I can think of. So kudos to you. Congratulations. Can't say that enough. And again, you're a powerhouse. Thank you. Tell us about one experience that blew your own expectations. You had a certain goal. You had a certain expectation of it. And it 
went past and I don't know how you're going to do this one because four international bestsellers, a fifth one coming up, all the accolades that you know we know you have. So this is, I think, a tougher one than the previous one. Okay, I have to think about this one as well. I am 33 years old. I'm an Indian woman. All those Indian uncles, aunties, our radars are going up. I can already <laughs> feel that. I'm not married. I don't have kids. And one of the toughest things that I've experienced is in the dating world is that as a woman that is a leader, as a woman that has joined and conducted and led through public speaking and sharing my message, being vulnerable, intimidates a lot of people in the Indian community. And it scares them away because they don't know what to do with a woman like me. And I haven't found the right man yet. And one of the things that I learned was I needed to decide what I wanted. And so I went on a project. And that project was that I was gonna go out and meet 40 different men. And I did, I hired a relationship coach because that was the one area of my life that was not working, right? So when something's not working, I just go find help from somewhere else. And I hired a relationship coach and the homework assignment was go out and meet 40 different men from homeless men, all the way up to billionaires, doesn't matter the age, but you gotta go have at least a conversation with them. Nathan, this project came out in 2021. I started this project in April and by August, it was done. I had met 40 different people, all nationalities, all different races, all ages. And what I realized is that I wasn't confident enough to share my story. Hmm. I wasn't confident, confident enough to share my passion. And these 40 different people taught me over and over again that it's okay. They gave me permission to be authentic. They gave me permission to be unapologetic. And that has been the best gift that I've received. And I continue to use because I've learned the hard way to say what I mean and mean what I say, to acknowledge and ask, and I shall receive. And just having that strength comes from the types of interactions I've had. And it was just a coffee date, or it could be a lunch date, or it could just be some random person walking down the street, and I just happened to say hello and have a small interaction with them, right? But just meeting these people and letting people know that, hey, guys, I'm a life coach gave me the confidence to own more of who I am because sometimes we get scared because these accolades have come so quickly for me. I had a dream about being a TEDx speaker in 2025, 2030, not in 2020. And to deliver it in 2021 was a dream come true where it hurt me in a way where I got depressed because moments of depression, because I didn't know what to do with my life. And that's what we see with a lot of athletes that are in the Olympics. They get all these medals and they don't know what to do next. And so the key is to get grounded again and to get back to your roots of why you're doing this and for what purpose. Super achiever, but very <laughs> grounded. Love it. Let's segue <laughs> that into my favorite part of the show, which we call the One Line Life Lessons. And being a powerhouse speaker, an amazing orator, I would love for you to do all the justice this section can can be can be done with my favorite quote of all time is from the great mahatma gandhi mm -hmm. be the change you wish to see in the world mm -hmm. be the change you wish to see in the world and that change starts with you that change absolutely starts with you don't expect someone else to do it you take that baton and you run as fast as you can you fly as high as high as you can 
because the sky is the limit mm -hmm. and the ceiling is yours to break. Thank you very much. <laughs> Beautifully said. And Michelle, again, congratulations on all your successes for truly finding out who you are and helping others find out who they are and who they should be and who they can be. Really appreciate you, as always. Amazing time listening to your story and even better, sharing it with our audience. Good luck with your upcoming book to both you and Sharmil. And uh, I know it will be an international bestseller and probably break the records of the previous four you've had. <laughs> thank you so much. And thank you, Nitin, for giving me the opportunity to shine through and for being the wind beneath my wings and for pushing me forward in ways I did not know was possible. So thank you thank to you. I mean, together we caused the pandemic. I mean, hello, you put me on the cover of their magazine and then the whole world shut down. I mean, that shows something, all right? That, that you are a powerhouse as well. And I cannot thank you enough for being a part of my inner circle. I'm happy to be an insignificant part of your journey. I, <laughs> I love how you say insignificant, quote unquote, insignificant. <laughs> well, thanks, Michelle. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, I'll see you soon. Yes, thank you so much. Bye, everybody.